Hey everybody, it's episode 94 of the Katie Lance podcast and I am super excited. We have a special interview uh, for you guys here today. I had the pleasure of interviewing a good friend of mine, someone I have long admired in the real estate space. Um, Alyssa Hellman is a real estate professional out in North Carolina. She's also a real estate coach, a national speaker, a wife, a mom, and just an all around awesome person. And I reached out to Alyssa uh, and wanted to just have a conversation about her because for a few different reasons. First off, I know that she she has recently transitioned uh, back to real estate full-time. She was a real estate coach for quite some time and is now working side-by-side side along with her awesome wife. So I wanted to talk to her about what that journey was all, uh, all about. We also talked a lot about business planning and strategy. So there's some really great tips and takeaways I know you're, that you're going to get from this conversation. And we also had a really great candid conversation about her being a part of the LGBTQ community and what that's been like, you know, how that's been um, received locally and and then also, you know, without throughout the real estate community. So we're so excited to feature this conversation. And I have to tell you guys, um, as podcast listeners, one of the things we're being uh, more intentional about in 2021 is bringing to you um, different voices, different backgrounds. You know, it's I think it's really important that we, um, you know, are, are intentional about talking to different types of people and, you know, increasing our diversity and, and equity. And these are really important conversations. And sometimes, you know, it's a little nerve wracking to, uh, to talk about things like that. But it, I think it's really important. And you're going to be seeing more of that on our podcast. We think Think it's really important. You know, as my mom always told me, gosh, it would be boring if we were all the same, right? <laughs> so I'm excited to bring on all different types of voices throughout the year. So um, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, wherever you're at. I know you'll really enjoy this conversation. I loved my conversation with Alyssa. Big shout out to her uh, and her wife, Lynn. I'm so excited that I was able to have this conversation. So here we go on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Here, founder and CEO of Katie Lance Consulting and the Get Social Smart Academy. And welcome to the Katie Lance Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. And we have a very special guest in the house, in the virtual house, <laughs> I guess I should say. Uh, I am really excited to interview someone that I have admired for quite some time. I have seen um, Alyssa Hellman on many stages over the years. She is a top real estate professional and a coach and a mom and a wife. And uh, I'm just excited to, to chat with her about her journey. She's had some exciting things happen recently and uh, we're just gonna have a great conversation. So Alyssa Hellman, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I think um, I, I appreciate you saying that you have admired me, but I have admired you uh, right back for years and years. So I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So one of the things we are really being intentional about uh, in 2021 and beyond is just interviewing all different types of people and, and chatting with people and, and hearing their story and different backgrounds. And I, I kind of said this to you before we went live, but you know, I, I feel like life is boring if we are, if we're all the same, right? If we're always talking to the same kind of people. So we're excited to, uh, to kind of shake things up in, in 2021. So we're very happy to have you here today. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So for people who don't know you, um, I know you are out in North Carolina, uh, but I know you didn't 
quite start there. So I would love for you to share a little bit about your background, how you got to where you were, and you know, kind of a little bit about your journey personally and professionally, whatever you're, whatever com- you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my wife uh, likes to refer to me as Yankee born and Southern bred. Um, I was born in New York where my family still lives, um, but I left just about as soon as I could. Um, and I had kind of bounced around the country um, until I started my real estate career in the DC market um, where I lived for about six years. Um, I was a top producing agent in that market. I got Realtor Magazine's 30 Under 30 while I was there. Um, and then I got a job opportunity that actually brought me down to North Carolina with our mutual friend, Zach Shabbat, um, who anyone that knows Zach that's listening, that knows Zach knows that when Zach asks you if, Hey, you want to do this? The answer is normally yes. Um, and I, he has never steered me wrong, uh, to this day. And so I came down to North Carolina kind of on a whim and figured no time like the present. Why not? Um, and I have been here since 2014. Um, and I have done everything from selling real estate to coaching real estate agents to helping agents build businesses. Um, and now I work, uh, with my wife on, uh, her real estate team, the My Southern View team, um, here out of Raleigh, North Carolina. That's awesome. Quite a journey. I can't believe it's been, uh, gosh, probably going on seven years now that, uh, you know, from your move. I remember when you made that move, that was a big move. Yeah, it really was. And I actually, it's funny that you say that because uh, I was thinking about that earlier today and I was thinking, you know, wow, I can't believe I've been here as long as where I started my real estate career at this point. Um, And so, you know, Raleigh quickly became home to me and I really fell in love with this area. And I think that that is in real estate, especially that's something that's so important because you're not just selling homes, you're really selling the community and the lifestyle. And you have to love where you are too, if you're going to help other people realize why they should love it as well. Absolutely. So, and I, this conversation between you and I, it, it kind of got sparked because I saw, I think it was a post you did probably on Instagram or maybe Facebook about how you were, you know, kind of going back to your roots, being in real estate. I, I mean, not that you've ever left, you've been in the industry for, you know, you haven't left, but, uh, you know, sort of this transition, um, you know, to working with your wife. So was that a hard decision to make? Yeah, I mean, it It definitely was. I think um, both my wife and I had a little bit of reluctance. I you're married, anyone that's married, whether you're in a same-sex couple or a heterosexual couple, it's like, it's a lot. And you, I mean, I know you and Paul do a whole lot of work together too. And it's a lot when you feel like, yeah, you're working with your spouse. And so I think we both had some reluctance on that. Um, But 2020 being a difficult year for so many um, also kind of had these unplanned blessings, as I've put it, um, where it took me off the road. As you know, I was kind of a road warrior doing a whole lot of training um, on the road and being off of the road and getting a chance to kind of be back in real estate and back to my roots of what I originally fell in love with in the real estate industry really kind of reminded me why I loved it and what I was doing. And Um, so my wife and I just kind of came to the decision where I said, look, I know I've sort of been doing this undercover a little bit and helping out a little bit here on your, here and there on the team, but, um, I want to dive back in. So now I am 
full force back in real estate sales, which is scary because um, you know I built a real a, a big business that I was really proud of in in kind of a past life, if you will. Um, and so the idea of rebuilding kind of from the ground up is sort of scary, um, but exciting at the same time. And I, I think my advice for anybody, whenever they're doing this sort of thing is if you're not at all scared, you're probably not pushing yourself enough anyway. Um, so me being a little bit nervous every day kind of makes me feel like, Hey, maybe I'm doing the right thing here too. So. Yeah, no, I love that. It's sometimes it's that little voice in the in the back of your head that's like, you know what? It's 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 okay. It's time to take that leap and, you know, you're you're doing the right thing, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. So you've mentioned Lynn a few times obviously throughout that throughout the conversation and, you know, I guess the elephant in the room is that you're, you know, you're obviously part of the LGBTQ community and I wanted to just, you know, we chatted about this before um this this, you know, the the podcast here today and um you know, I would love to just kind of have a, an open conversation, whatever, you, whatever you're comfortable talking about. Yeah. Um, obviously, I want to be really, really respectful, but just, you know, just, just curious how, um, how has that been received by the real estate industry, by your colleagues? Have you, have you guys experienced, I mean, on my end, I see, you know, folks just loving you and embracing you guys, but I, I would imagine too, that probably there's, there's the other side of that sometimes too. I could be wrong, but I, I would just love for you to kind of maybe chat a little bit about your experience there and, and, uh, and how you feel like it's been in the industry. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, definitely in the industry, they welcomed us with open arms from day one, um, which is part of what I love about the real estate industry, frankly, um, <laughs> is they, they really are so accepting of their own um, and so supportive. And I, I have never once felt out of place or unwelcomed within any sort of real estate industry um, audience or makeup or whatever it may be. Um, and I think, you know, for Lynn and I, uh, it was something that kind of, we both have sort of been figuring it out as we go, which, um, you know, I've, I've spoken to other folks uh, who, friends and real estate agents where I'm kind of like, I mean, is that what everybody does? Does everyone just kind of figure it out as they go? Um, and what I realized the older I get is that's kind of what we're all doing. Like that's what every parent is doing is they're just kind of doing their best, figuring it all out as they go, which I think very much is our take on life. Um, I think where we have had kind of some trepidation about it is really, I mean, we are in a Southern state uh, that has some very uh, conservative beliefs and conservative uh, areas of the community. And um, while Lynn and I have always felt in our community very welcome and, you know, have not felt any sort of discrimination or things like that, I think I would be remiss to to feel like that isn't out there. Um, and so I do think that it's kind of a little bit of a weight that we both and anyone in the LGBTQ community carries of, like, you know, it's out there. You just don't really know when you're going to face it. Um, and so it's it's something that you just have to be aware of. And I also think it's something that, you know, you have to be aware of as a business person as well. Um, you know, I, I kind of have always taken the attitude of, you know, being comfortable in my own skin. It's been something I've really always tried to do, um, but definitely have tried to do in my personal life as well as my professional life. And I, my attitude is very much, you know, if people can't get past that in my professional life, then they're probably not the right clients for me either. Um, 
but I, I do think, you know, th- when this is how you feed your family and this is how you pay your bills, it is something that kind of weighs on you and you worry about, you know, how will people perceive it and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is you have to let your expertise speak for itself and your ability speak for itself. Um, and, you know, I, I can't remember the last time that my sexuality impacted somebody's <laughs> real estate transaction, right. so, and, <laughs> which is never, um, but I do think, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's conversation. And I think the other thing that has really been a gift for me and my wife and I, we have this conversation regularly is I almost feel like I'm doing good work. Um, and I don't mean to say that like to pat myself on the back. But I say that in, you know, you look at somebody like my dad, who will be 81 in March, um, and he doesn't really have much, if any, experience with the LGBTQ community. Um, And there's a lot of people in our area who don't really. And when they can interact with Lynn and I, see how we are with our family, see how we conduct ourselves in our business and our lives, I think we're putting a face to it a little bit. Um, which is why I feel like we're doing good work is some people's opinions and feelings have just been created because of frankly, ignorance of not knowing, um, and seeing that, you know, it isn't this kind of awful thing that maybe you were raised that way and you just don't know any better. Um, so that has been kind of a a really rewarding part of it for both of us is we feel that part of why we've been embraced is people have really gotten to know us first and it's been a very secondary part of our lives. I think that's really huge. You, you, you said a lot there. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I think a couple of things that really kind of stood out to me is, um, you know, putting a face to it. I think that's, I think that's huge. I think it's really easy when we're talking about, um, anyone who might, be quote unquote different than who we are, right? Whether it's, you know, whatever it might be until we actually have, you know, a friend or family member uh, or just, you know, someone who we can put a face to. It's just easy, like you said, to kind of have that, I don't know, stereotypes or ignorance or assumptions, you know, that that we all make. And I always tell my kids, you know, it's like, you know what they say about assumptions, right? (laughs) We don't want to make assumptions. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And I think, I mean, this year of all years in 2020, I've really seen it kind of come to life where, you know, whether it's dealing with a gay friend or it's somebody who was diagnosed with COVID, you just feel these things a whole lot more when you know somebody who's been personally impacted by it. Um, And for me, like that's, that's huge. And I, before I came out, that wasn't something that ever crossed my mind either. Um, So I also don't fault people that, you know, these things never occurred to them because it's really hard to have these things occur to you when you've never experienced them yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love what you said earlier before we started recording, you know, you said something about, Hey, if I can, if perhaps someone can, you know, um, be inspired or, or help from hearing our, you know, my journey, our journey, um, then that's a win-win, which, which I love that. It's one of the reasons I've always admired you. (laughs) You've always been so giving. I'm an open book. Exactly. I love that. The, The other thing that you said was this idea of like, you know, 
and I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit this idea of like not being all things to all people and, you know, working with people you really want to work with, which I imagine, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I feel that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and, you know, you're, you're, you know, I keep saying back in real estate again, not that you've ever left, <laughs> but in a different role again with, with real estate, um, there is that challenge of like, okay, I don't want to say no to anyone, but at the same time, you know, not everybody's a perfect fit. Right. So I, I feel like that's kind of a good segue to, to kind of ask you a little bit about that, because I know I would imagine in your coaching, when you do that, you know, uh, for a lot of folks, that's probably something you help them with as well. This idea of, you don't have to be all things to all people. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that. Cause I think, I feel like a lot of folks struggle with that. Maybe it's just me, but <laughs> no, no, I don't think, I mean, I think it's always a struggle and I don't, I definitely don't want any listener out there to feel like when that happens, I'm just like, yeah, it's just not a good fit. Like, say la vie. Right. You know, <laughs> it's still a whole process and a conversation with myself too of like, I really don't want to let that business go because that's business. Again, this is how we feed our family. This is how we pay our bills. Like, that's not something that's super easy to just say no to all the time. Um, not that it's happening all the time. Um, but it's also one of those things that the longer I have been in real estate and, and once I really began to see um, some real success in real estate, what I realized is when I am working with people who trust me, who like me, who believe in me, who understand that I am always on their side, the transaction goes so much smoother. And that has nothing to do with my level of service. That has to do with the relationship that I can create. And if somebody is, coming to me with a preconceived notion of who I am and their ability to connect with me, it's just a non-starter. It's You're going to be banging your head the whole way through. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just one of those things that once once you've had that situation where you've dealt with those clients who are just, you're just not a good fit, it becomes a little bit easier to say, hey, you know, I don't know that I'm the right person for you, but I definitely have somebody else that is. And I think that also is another thing that we oftentimes forget of just because we're not representing them does not mean that we completely have to let go of them. I've referred business within the same town to another agent that I think might be a be better fit. Um, I've referred business, you know, that's a little bit outside of my area because I'm not stretching that far. I'm, I'm, choosing to focus in on certain communities. And so I think that's also a big part of it. Of We look at it, especially when we're new of like this kind of spaghetti against the wall, let's see what sticks sort of <laughs> right, thing. Right. And the and reality you is, have to do that, you know, sometimes yes, you just absolutely. have to see what you want to do, who you want to work with. For sure. And I think, I mean, the longer your business goes on, the more you say, Hey, if I spent that energy focused in on this community, I know really well, and things like that, like I will be more successful. It becomes the same with the relationships that you have with people. Um, and I think that's a, that really is a big part. And then kind of to piggyback on what you were saying, you know, part of why I, I put that out there and I say that to people is, you know, the, Lynn and I also always didn't feel this way. Um, you know, when we both came out, we both were in real estate sales. We both were operating our businesses. We both were the face of our own businesses. And so it kind of did have this little like moment of how, how are people going to perceive me? Um, but just like you said, and, and like I said to you, 
what I began to realize is I'm not the only person that's ever felt this, you know? And, and I think that, that all of us have way more commonalities than we do differences. Um, there's so much that we all feel insecure about in each and every day. And the more we just embrace what who we are and what we are and put that out there for people, then a lot of people really respect that and will connect with that even if they're not the exact same person as you. And don't you find that, I mean, I say this a lot, this idea of like lean into who you are, right? Like lean into who you are. And I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like when you do that, when you really, and I think you said this earlier, um, like feeling comfortable in your own skin, which I, I love that. And you can, I think that's one of the things that I've always really noticed about you. You just feel very comfortable into it. Like, it's like, I, we are who we are. This is who we are, you know? And yeah, I would, for, for me, what I find is that the majority of people like that, right? Like, it's like, you get positive feedback, you know, and on the flip side, yes, there's, there's some folks who don't like it. <laughs> You know, I know I've gotten some private messages like, oh, I wish you would just, you know, not talk about this or not talk about that, whatever it might be. You know, I'm like, well, thank you for your opinion, but I <laughs> respectfully disagree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so have you experienced that too? Or are you kind of, you know, I would imagine, you know, like you said, being, being public and being, you know, you're the face of your own business. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was a big thing for me too, of, I, I said a little bit earlier of at one point you just have to let your experience and your expertise speak for itself. And yeah. for me, that was always kind of the take home point of, I want to be really comfortable in, with who I am. You know, I'll, I'll get up there and I'll say what I say and I don't regret a second of it. Um, and it pisses a lot of people off sometimes <laughs> and that's okay. That absolutely is okay. Like I said, they might not be for me, but at the same time, I, I never wanted who I was to detract from what I was capable of. Um, and for me, that was the, like every single day, that was what helped guide my actions of not only, Hey, can I help somebody, but is, is what I'm about to say or do going to detract from me being able to connect with somebody or me being able to show my expertise in a situation. And I think that's kind of what I let guide me to, of you know, there. I'm really good at what I do. I know what I'm doing, you know, and I would say the same for you. And I think that, you know, the people that you piss off, they never got there to even understand or respect what you're doing. They, they never got far enough to care about that part if they can't get past who you are. Um, and so I think that for me is a big part of if, if they get caught up in, in the first step, the second step is really where the magic happens, you know? So if they're caught here, they're never going to really value your, your expertise or value your value that you're bringing to the table each and every day. So I think that's always been what's been kind of like my driving force of, Hey, you know, I am who I am, but I also want you to understand that I'm, I'm a professional at what I do. And I've, I've literally dedicated my entire adult life to this. And so as much as you may have read, I guarantee it's not as much as I have. And it's not as much as what I know about this. Um, and, and those conversations aren't always easy, but they're much easier when you've established that initial trust, which comes from somebody just respecting who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely comes down to that for sure. Yeah. And I think too, like part of being transparent with this is also 
putting your life out there. Like a lot of people, for instance, I coach my son's basketball team, which not a lot of moms do, especially stepmoms. <laughs> and so it's kind of one of those things where I'm sure that plenty of parents sit in the stands and are kind of like, what is she doing? But the reality is everybody's also seen me with him at every school party. They see me interacting with him at basketball practices. They see me running our entire basketball program now. And they know that I'm very hands-on with that. And so seeing that I'm hands-on just immediately kind of gives them that respect of she is qualified to do this. She should be there out there on the court. And I'm not volunteering my time to go do it, you know? And so (laughs) it becomes kind of one of those things of the more you open yourself up to being who you are out there in the community, the more people can just kind of establish that trust before they ever speak to you as well. Yeah, it's it's really amazing when you when you do that, it, whether in your local community. I know, I you know, uh, <laughs> Paul and I have done a lot of that, you know, in our local community as well. And then also just, you know, online, you know, through yeah. your presence or what you put out with content and, and things like that. It is pretty amazing when people reach out to you. And I'm sure you experience this where people reach out and they just totally feel like they know you. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we actually had that conversation the other day. Um Lynn was saying, do you know XYZ? And we were rattling off these people on Facebook. And I was like, I just think it's so weird when people I've never met that like went to high school with you friend me. And she was like, you know, that happens to me too, right? Like your friends do that too. And I was like, I had no idea, but it is odd. But I mean, Katie, as you can of course empathize with and, and explain probably better than I can, you know, Connecting with some people on social media, you and I initially connected on social media, you can create some like really impactful relationships. And some of the people that have impacted my business the most, like people like Raj Kassar, Vanessa Bergmark, Zach Shabbat, all of those people, I'm pretty sure I initially met through social media after I saw them participate in some sort of real estate event. And all of those folks were invited to my wedding. Um, you know, two of the two of those three folks participated as part of my wedding, you know? And so I think that that's one of the things that I also remind myself of, of like, you have to kind of be open to those sorts of connections because sometimes people don't know how to have that, that initial conversation with you. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so valuable. And I think a lot of people... I'm not sure if this is just a real estate thing or not, and but I, I find that a lot of times um, agents and brokers don't always understand the value of connecting with other realtors. Like I hear this all the time. They're like, I don't want to be friends with a bunch of realtors. All I'm doing is attracting realtors, and which I get. You know, a lot of times with social media, you know, we tend to follow each other. We tend to, you know, like each other's content and things like that. But you know, just from everything you're saying, I mean, there's there is so much value in building those relationships. Uh, just with a number of different things from referrals, like you talked about to just, you know, building that, building that camaraderie. It's, it's such a powerful thing, you know, to build that network. Yeah. And it's also like, it's almost a little bit of a respect thing too. Like I'll use a personal story with Lynn and I of um, normally we'll do some sort of, we're big on pop buys. Um, But obviously with COVID it's not as, (laughs) it's a little bit frowned upon these days. Um, and so we were really kind of over Thanksgiving, kind of looking for a way that we could do something special for our clients that was COVID friendly, um, and something, you know, interactive still where we could truly connect with them. 
Um, and we've done breakfast with Santa and pictures with Santa in the past, which obviously none of that is really possible this year. Um, and uh, Shay Hata out of Chicago, I happened upon um, a, something she was doing where she had put out a form that her clients could fill out for to do letters for Santa. And I said to Lynn, I was like, this is great. Like, I love this. I'm going to call Shay and see if we can do this. And I think that's what a lot of real estate agents miss is they don't want to copy each other. But at the same time, there's so much of the same out there that when you forge these connections, you can do so in a really valuable way. And so I was able to connect with Shay and I explained to her, I said, hey, I know you're obviously in a different market. I was wondering if you would mind if we would rip this off. It's a fantastic idea and we love it and it would be great for our clients. And Lynn and I had like 200 letters to write. We did not think it was going to be that big of a hit. <laughs> wow. Um, big hit. Yeah. yeah, it was a very big hit that we spent, uh, I think, like a two, two solid weeks writing letters. Um, and, but they went over um, in an amazing fashion. And not only did it give us a really special way to connect with our clients, but they started sending us videos of like the kids opening the letters and reading the letters or pictures and they said, you know, I couldn't believe Santa knew my dog's name or any of this stuff. And so it turned into this incredibly special experience. All of that to say that if I was closed off to connecting with other real estate agents, besides for the personal, really valuable relationships I've created, it's helped my business too. It's helped me come up with stuff to do. And it's not just me, you know, seeing and copying and things like that, but it's us seeing and saying, how can we put a spin on this? What are we going to do that's a little bit different? Um, and so I think that is so important and, and a big reason why we should connect with each other as an industry, because again, we don't want to just be sending market that reports forever. It's, it's an important part of our business, but it shouldn't be the only way that we're connecting with clients. I think that's such a great story and such a great example of being able to, to learn. We learn from, you know, all different types of people and to put your own spin on it, you know, make, to make it your own. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would love to just ask you one last question as we get kind of towards the end here. You know, this podcast is coming out um, probably the beginning of, of 2021 for those of, uh, those of you listening live right when it comes out. Um, do you have any advice for anyone, whether they're new to real estate or maybe they've been in real estate a while and they are thinking about the year ahead? You know, 2020 for a lot of people obviously was not the year <laughs> that a lot of us expected it to be. Um, but we just love, you know, any any advice or any tips that you might want to share, maybe some things that you're focused on for the year ahead. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm probably the worst person to give this sort of advice because when I first got licensed, I got licensed right after the 2008 crash. Um, and then I decided to get back into real estate sales in 2020. So I clearly don't have a good knack for like the timing of these things. <laughs> um, but what I've been saying to anybody that I've talked to in general about real estate or any other business this year is 2020 provided us the best gift that I think anything could have, which was to remind us all that despite how you may feel at any given moment, you are in control of next to nothing. And I think that, you know, like every coach in the world is probably frowning and scratching their head as I say that. But the truth is like, you have to be responsive. And that doesn't mean 
that when I say you're in control of nothing, that doesn't mean that it's just a free-for-all. It just means that you have to be able to adapt. And, you know, I'm sure going into 2021, I'm sure at the point that the people are listening to this podcast, they've heard all sorts of predictions of what 2021 is going to be. And pro- maybe some of them will come true. I'm pretty sure none of them for 2020 came true. Um, but it's one of those things that I think that that has made anyone who is getting through this year so much stronger because that like that is how you decide and how you become who you're supposed to be by dealing with that sort of adversity, by dealing with the the unexpected things and the unpredictable nature of life and business and all of those things. So, I mean, I guess that's the scenic route of me trying to say like, you have to be willing to adapt and just you know, hard work beats it all out. And so it doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter if it's a great market or a crappy market or anything in between. It matters how committed you are to it and how consistent you're willing to be. So, I mean, that's my advice for anybody that is getting into real estate or frankly, any other business. Um, but I'll give you much more of an earful if, if they want to ever reach out. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's great advice. And like you said, it's great for for anyone, whether they're in real estate or not, we, I know, I would say the majority of our audience is probably real estate, but I know we have a lot of folks who are entrepreneurs and, you know, in various businesses. And I think that's, that's a, it's a great, a great place to, to kind of end this conversation because I, I do think being adaptable, being able to pivot has, has been huge uh, and will continue yeah. to be huge as we go forward. So uh, for people who want to connect with you and, and get to know you a little bit better, what are a couple of places that, uh, that maybe they can find you uh, online? Yeah. So you guys can check out AlyssaHellman.com or you can check out our team website, MySouthernView.com. Um, you can always find me on Facebook under Alyssa Hellman. Uh, you'll see all of my pages and things like there or on Instagram. I, I have lots of fun on Instagram. Katie and I uh, play on Instagram plenty. So um, I'd, I'd love to connect with people. That's that is as as this podcast has taught you. That is something that I have been big on my entire career and with no end in sight. So I'd love to connect. Awesome. Well, we will put all of Alyssa's contact information below her website and her, her Instagram and, and uh, any other links she wants to share with us. We'll put those in the show notes below and you can always find those over on our website, katielance.com. So thank you so much, Alyssa. This has just been awesome. I so appreciate you sharing your heart and just being candid. And uh, I just have had such a fun conversation with you today. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. It flies by. You make it easy, Katie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. So for all of our podcast listeners, make sure you connect with Alyssa again, check out those links below. Uh, and you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, let us know, you know, post on Instagram, post on Facebook, <laughs> tweet it out wherever you're at. Uh, you can tag me. I'm at Katie Lance, just about everywhere on social media. You can tag Alyssa and let us know. And of course, one of the best things you can do if you, if you enjoyed this is like I said, tell a friend, leave us a review and, uh, and we sure appreciate you so much. All right. Until next time, have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.